Hi everyone, this is Diane. So, um, not too long ago I did a video that was titled The Bottom Line, and I had indicated that I had a second part that I wanted to cover. So I'm finally doing it. I was, um, I've been doing a lot of soul searching and um, research and listening as I uh, was trying to contemplate this topic. So the topic today is about how Christian ten Christians are kind of battling other Christians. So that's a problem because we're actually called to be representative of God and Jesus in our world. So it would be a problem if we're kind of doing a lot of this. And so, you know, a lot of us are trying hard to figure out what being a good Christian looks like. And sometimes in doing so, we can turn off people who really need God and want to learn more and go deeper. And so I'm just going to really summarize a couple of things here to first of all ask, what is our goal as a Christian when we're dealing with other people and we're trying to um, bring people to know more about God and Jesus? I mean, so for me, that is my goal. I want everyone to at least be welcomed to learn more about God. And in talking to people who I know are yearning for that relationship with God, they're, they're kind of wandering and aimlessly trying to figure out how they can get that connection. So they want to um, find a church that they feel comfortable. They want people to welcome them, to invite them, to go with them. And they want to feel a sense of belonging if they're trying to go to church. And I want you to really think carefully about the church you attend and are you welcoming? And, and this is something that people, uh, Christian people have been talking about for a very long time as far as, you know, if, if Jesus was to come to your church, would you even be welcoming to him? So um, somebody who um, is really in a tough place, who is just seeking and um, needing to be um, to be comforted and needing to have a relationship and they need to be saved, you know, all of those things. And we really need to think carefully about that. And uh, in my research over the years of churches, there are churches that some people just don't want those types to be here. I mean, really, who are you to, to determine who can have a relationship with God and who can't? That's, that's a human problem. That is something that you need to get over yourself and understand you are not God. And that is one of the biggest sins is for us to act as though we're God. And so I get the fact that it is confusing because people say, oh, well, I don't want to encourage immoral lifestyles. Well, that's not up to you. What is up to you, what is up to us as Christians is to welcome everybody, period. Welcome everybody, period. And when I say period, it's really not up to you to tell a person how to live their life. It's between them and Jesus. It's between them and God. It is a journey, right? And so I talked about this a little bit the last time, but 
again, you know, as Christians, there are all these different types of Christians out there, you know, that, that people joke around about. There's the, the anything goes Christians. It seems like they accept and endorse any type of person and behavior. Okay. And on the other extreme, there's, there's uh, other Christians who say you need to do this or you're damned to hell. Um, so do you think people are going to want to come to your church? Again, think about your goal. Think about what is your goal here on earth? What is, what is your calling here on earth? What are we called as Christians to do? And we're, we're, we're called to witness. We're called to, to share the good news. But we're not called to, to shake our fingers at people. Um, you know, if you've ever had to look deep within yourself to learn about what your shortcomings are, um, that's not something that, that anybody really wants someone else to tell them, right? Um, it starts with, with inviting people in. It starts with being the light and witnessing to others through your own journey and experience. That works pretty well. Uh, what doesn't work is if you're preaching at people. It just doesn't work. Um, if somebody asks you specifically for guidance on things, you can do so in a loving way based on scripture, of course. So I just want us to really think about what I'm saying. So the, the what is your goal? And then also just understanding too that there are so many people out there who need God right now who are really struggling as to where to turn and where to look because they're terrified they're going to walk into a church and people are all going to turn around and look at them like, who are you? Um, that wouldn't be very encouraging. And I've actually seen that happen. And I've heard stories of people who try really hard to get out of their comfort zone and to take that risk. And that to them, that's what it is. is it's a risk. If they don't know anybody, I mean, we all have been in situations where we have to go into an environment that no one knows us. But I've known of people who have prayed about it. They've, you know, decided, okay, I'm going to take this step out of my comfort zone and go to a church type situation. And I've seen it with my own eyes where they are looked at like people who kind of just do that up and down and like clearly they don't belong and you're not one of us. And Oh, they're not going to sit by me. Um, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> why are we? Why are we? You know, in church if we're not going to be welcoming to people. Um, I just listened to um, someone this morning who shared how she had gone to a chapel, and um, it was a small group of people. She's been going a couple times a week, and it's it's a chapel that has a lot of um, true Christians, meaning um, people who who are welcoming, okay? So there was a gentleman who came up to this friend of mine and said, can you please hold my hands? And at first she was kind of, you know, like, okay, it's a, it's a, it's a man. Um, he seemed like he was going through some struggles and um, she said she just felt called to, um, to hold the guy's hand and, and just let the spirit move her. But the gentleman shared that he is um, an alcoholic and needs to be saved. And she could have at that moment just thought, oh, I'm not going to get involved. You know, she, she was very prayerful about it and just was present with that man in that moment. And that's all he needed. 
And, and that was just really answering what it truly means to be a Christian. And I, and I get it. We have to be safe, right? Um, but, but you can tell when somebody is genuine, and especially in a situation like that, of course, I mean, um, there are boundaries that, that people want to have. And I know that we've all struggled with that too. You know, you don't want to get too far involved. You want to make sure you're safe and all those things. But being prepared also with resources for that person to make sure your church has those resources. So if somebody does come to you and say that, like, what does that look like? What's the next step to try to help that person? Maybe you're not going to do it, but you can refer him to somebody else. Uh, so I'm going to share a little bit too about my church. So, so I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, and um, I just want to shout out to my church, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. They have two locations, and uh, our church has gone through um, a lot of effort in making sure we're welcoming overall with you know trying to go more into outreach within the community to, to be welcoming, to show what it's like to... Um, to do, you know, Jesus's work and God's work. And, um, particularly with the LGBTQ community. And so, and that's, that's been a tough one. I'm going to, I'm going to really jump into some of the tough conversations as Christians that we have. Um, I know that, um, gay marriage has been a topic, obviously, that a lot of people have a struggle with, um, that are Christian, primarily because of what it says in the Bible about uh, marriage between is between a man and a woman, and that was God's intention. Um, you know, and, and obviously we get hung up on the fact that, bottom line, everybody is welcome, <laughs> period. Again, I keep saying that everybody is welcome, period. We want to be welcoming, period. We want to be the light, period. We want people to come to Jesus and come to God rather than... A lot of them are, they see Christians as being hateful people. And we have to really check ourselves to make sure that that's not what we're conveying. We have our choices as to what churches we're going to go to based on, you know, what our beliefs are. Um, but but everybody is welcome, period. You know, and then the other, the other piece too, of course, is the abortion issue. Um, yeah, I'm going to go there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a hot, tough topic, right? The more I learn about all the circumstances that surround it, and that's, that's maybe another conversation someday, it really comes down to, um, again, we can't be judgmental. We have to um, want to have people come to God, come to Jesus. Jesus died on the cross to forgive our sins, Right? But more importantly, God and Jesus know us. They know our hearts. They know everything we've gone through. They know everything good and bad. I mean, look at, if those, those of you who have not watched The Chosen yet, I highly recommend it because it really helps us to see things a little bit more clearly as far as um, what God's intention is in the world. And his intention is for us all to have a relationship with him. His intention is to go to the broken people, go to the people who've been hurting because God is the one who can fulfill us and, and transform us and heal us. And I've seen it, um, the work that we've done with um, the human trafficking and sex trafficking topic, for example, what has worked in helping 
victims of trafficking feel whole and feel healed and complete and um, just tra and transformed is, is through God. And that is the story I've actually heard many, many times. Um, that is true transformation, true healing. Um, the people who have not had that, they're not fully whole again for the most part. And um, so anyway, my, my point is, instead of us battling about this and that and everything else, and again, I know that those, those um, policies and all of that need to be part of churches, um, but if your church is one that is really trying to do God's work and bring as many people through the doors as possible, we really need to, to make sure we're being welcoming and um, and even going out into the community to make sure that that happens. So one of the one of the stories I heard recently from our church, they do what's called the holy cow. And they go out into the community and they feed, feed the community for free and they develop relationships. They have music and different things and it's really been fun um, to hear about. Um, I've unfortunately not been able to participate, but I have a lot of good friends who do. And I've heard stories about it, but they, they were sharing that they have the, like a rainbow um, uh, logo representing um, the LGBTQ community, okay? And apparently that has brought up a lot of conversation with people who, again, everybody needs God. God made us to need him, period. God made us for made us to need him for us to be complete and whole. And um, from the pastor's sermon this past Sunday, she was talking about how many amazing conversations have come out of that where people who um, fall into the LGBTQ plus community who's felt um, ostracized a lot in the Christian community, they felt like, oh, that's an invitation for me to come to that holy cow. It's like a food truck. And feel like they're in a safe space to to feel welcome and to have conversations. And that's where it starts, is, is having conversations, having people feel comfortable and in a safe place to talk. It's up to Jesus to figure out that journey for that person. It's not up to us. We can guide them um, as, as somebody who might be a chaplain or a pastor or somebody who's in the church. Um, if they're if they're seeking, but but all sins aside, for whatever sins, we're all sinners. We're all sinners, and if you don't think you're a sinner, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and ask God to show you your sins. It's not pretty sometimes. Um, we might think, well, I'm living you know my life according to checking all the boxes, okay, which is good, you know, but. We are called to go deeper and have a deeper relationship with God. And um, it's wonderful when we do. And I've, I've um, personally felt very blessed to have gone there. And, um, and I, I really keep God, I try to keep God number one priority. I try to let God lead my days and my, and my thoughts and my, um, my actions, my words. Um, he calls me to be courageous, like doing... <laughs> videos like this, which is really takes a lot of courage for me to do this. Um, the devil is in my ear like, who are you? Why do, why would you want to 
talk to people. But if it helps anybody, that is what I'm all about. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, it's really important for us to understand that everybody's journey is unique. There are people who are in the church who are um, high level, who are doing really, really, really bad things, right? We know of that too. We're all people. We are all people. And what's sad is that those types of people who, you know, a lot of people would call, you know, hypocrite, or they would say, oh, that's not why I want to, that's why I want to um, stay away from the church is because there are hypocrites there. There are hypocrites there. But there are also a lot of really awesome people who genuinely have Jesus and God in their hearts who want to show you what that looks like, who are um, people who have that light in them. So um, I encourage people who are listening, who are still trying to seek and figure that out, to just keep trying and, and see and pray to God to guide you. In that, um, God will show you a person like that was a you know, situation with my friend with that man who he saw her as somebody who he felt was safe that he can share that he needed to be saved to her. There are going to be people that you see who have the light, but you just need to try and keep trying. Um, and just remember, we have to show grace to everybody. We all have to show grace to everybody. So I have friends that are on all spectrums of the political spectrum, the, um, you know, the different um, racial uh, spectrum, the lifestyle and um, church, Christian, religious um, spectrum. And speaking specifically to our Christian, my Christian friends, I have Christian friends that are extremely on the right side and then on the far left side. And I listen, I love all of them. And I think that's the other thing too, is we have to have grace for each other because Again, the reason each of them believe the way they believe is because of their own experiences and their own, uh, the ways that they have been raised, right? So um, the more I explore into particularly the trafficking part of the world, that is a world that is so dark and so horrible. It's, it's just unbelievable to me that people can be so evil. And I struggle with with that part, the, with the people being evil part, you know, and the forgiveness that we're called to have, even with people like that, that is something I'm struggling with, just to be completely honest. But my point is, is people who are in those spaces, who are victims of things that a lot of us would never even imagine in our wildest nightmares, those people are coming from a very different place. And, you know, and, and it's interesting, too, because some of them that I've talked to have said that it was only God that helped get them through, um, which is profound because you would think it would be the other way around. You'd think that they would think God forgotten about them, had forgotten about them. Um, but they felt, a lot of them felt God with them, um, comforting them during horrific situations. So that's a whole other conversation. But... Um, but what I'm trying to say is we need to, to show grace, pray to God to help open our eyes to someone else's pain, help open our eyes and understand someone else's walk in life and not always think the worst of other people. Um, because there's so much more that, that unites us and divides us. I say that all the time, but it's true. It's true. The other, the other show that, um, that I'd like to encourage people to, so the chosen, and the other one is um, the Jesus Revolution. 
That one, when it started out, I thought it was a little bit hippie, kind of weird, but but the point of it was so really cool, um, it, which kind of goes along with what I'm trying to talk about here today, too. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Comment anywhere that you know you can comment, depending on how you're seeing this, and share. Thank you so much. God bless.